Madison, 1967, a big year for the Madison Equal Opportunities Commission. It wins passage of a historic expansion of the Fair Housing Ordinance. It holds riveting public hearings into the state of police-community relations and issues a disturbing report. But it loses its chair, the Reverend James C. Wright, off for a planned two years at a seminary in Illinois. It isn't racial demographics that drives the civil rights debate. More than 98% of 1967 Madison is white, both adult and school age. Maybe it's because something has changed. Race relations are getting worse. In 1966, a Madison Urban League survey had said things were good. There is no prevailing atmosphere of racial conflict in Madison, it concluded, with a majority of whites and blacks feeling, quote, that the climate of race relations was good. A year later, the EOC sees things differently, declaring after its public hearings that, quote, racial discrimination undeniably exists and that, quote, a serious lack of rapport exists between Madison minority group members and the police. The summer of 1967 was a jittery one in terms of race relations. It recounts, citing, quote, the increased number of neighborhood clashes with racial overtones in several areas of the city. And it continues, it would seem that the problems of housing, disbelief in employment possibilities, hostility focused on police are the peaks of an iceberg of deeper problems. Their causes lie in the long years of overt and covert discrimination. The report also highlights the vast economic disparities that remain, with the housing market remaining largely off-limits, quote, as far as low-income non-whites are concerned. Madison was proud it had passed the state's first open housing ordinance in 1963, but Mayor Henry Reynolds had to accept significant exemptions to get it passed, including all single-family homes and owner-occupied apartments of four units or less. This left the landmark legislation covering only about 40% of the housing units in the city. Four years later, Wright and the EOC finished the job, getting coverage extended until it's essentially universal, again, the most comprehensive measure in Wisconsin, and they did it with no professional staff. In March, Reverend Wright had the commission reaffirm its position for totally open housing, while warning that the matter, quote, should not become a political issue before the April election. Wright also decides not to challenge the ban on testing for housing discrimination, which the council had imposed during the original enactment. In August, the explosive hearings. And the very next day, the Madison Police Department publishes its first-ever employment ad identifying itself as an equal opportunity employer. In September, the commission adopts a report by future Dane County Board Chair Mary Louise Simon on the need for new ordinance to make housing fully open to all. It is appalling in this day and age, the Reverend Wright declares, that in the matter of basic shelter, a Negro's choice is restricted. Mayor Otto Feske co-sponsors the commission's ordinance amendment. September 26, a crowd of more than 250 packs the council chambers for the council's public hearing. 213 register in support, 17 against. But Reverend Wright isn't there. 
He's been rushed to the hospital the day before with an undisclosed ailment. So Mayor Otto Feske plays the sympathy card, urging adoption in his honor. Longtime EOC enemy Alderman Harold Babe Rohr, who had bitterly opposed its creation in 1963, does all he can to delay and annoy. But after two minor exclusions are added, housing of religious organizations and owner-occupied residences with no more than four rumors, the council in committee endorses the amendment eliminating all other exemptions 16 to 6. Two nights later, ignoring a warning from Marquette neighborhood alderman Pete Schmidt that the city might be liable if welfare recipients damage apartments they were only able to rent because of the amendment, the council votes final passage by the same tally. Right, associate minister at Mount Zion Baptist Church since 1960, remains hospitalized for more than a month and is too ill to attend a farewell service in his honor in early November. The following spring, he would cut his seminary studies short to return to Madison as the EOC's first paid executive director, serving until his retirement in 1992. Reverend Wright died in 1995 at age 66. And that's this week's look at Madison in the 60s. For WORT News, I'm Stu Levitan. 